Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, I've chosen to be welcomed this week. It's it's a pleasure. Justin Davis. Scoop. And we've looped in Pear Schneider to join us this week. Thank you for joining I return. Pear. Pear Schneider on the street with live you, street you, traffic updates. Pear, yeah. how's the parking looking out there? <laughs> it's a, Sam, it's a mess out here. <laughs> the Nimitz Freeway is backed up to the over. All these things. We've got quite a quite a setup here. I'm in our LA office. Pear is in our San Francisco office. Sam is at home in San Francisco, and Justin is at his home in Iowa. So yeah. we're all, we'll just spread out. Got a little bit of everywhere uh, this week. We've got a great show for you. We're going to be sharing our picks for old school Nintendo games that haven't gotten a sequel or, or forever or in a long time. Classic Nintendo mm-hmm. games we'd like to see a sequel for. And keeping with the Nintendo theme, we're going to flip through a little, uh, a little footnote, interesting footnote in Nintendo's history, this being a new Ooh. month. We've got a, uh, an interesting little magazine pamphlet to flip through. But first, I hope it's Pack Watch from 1989. <laughs> Close, actually. Close. Okay, cool. But first, I'd like to share a little anecdote before we begin. Last weekend, I was Ooh. in Santa Barbara with my family, and uh, there's a children's science museum there called the Moxie, which is very cool. If you have 
if you have kids and you're ever in the Santa Barbara area, I totally recommend it. <coughs> they have a giant pachinko machine where you turn this crank and like a softball size bouncy ball will shoot 50 feet up in the air and bounces around and the pegs all light up as it bounces down. It was really, I was like, this is awesome. Cool. They have a mm. giant guitar that's like the size of a room with strings you can pluck and it like <laughs> makes your body vibrate. So it's like cool, <laughs> cool stuff like that. But they had a room, one room for video games. <clears throat> And most of the video games are still along the sort of educational route. They had a working uh, pinball machine made out of Legos, which is cool. Mm, well, and then they had this awesome. connect, yeah, this connect like game that was like a Tron light cycle like, where you use your hands to make the bikes turn corners. So it's like stuff like that. However, they had two traditional video game setups as well. They had a kiosk on the wall, and then they had a sit down cocktail table with uh, controls on either end. And the games that were available to play were very, I, you know, <laughs> it's in a museum, a science museum. You'd think these games have been selected. They've been curated mm -hmm. and are there for a reason. <laughs> but I was completely baffled by the games that were on display. So the kiosk, the standing up kiosk was <laughs> the Game Gear version of Galaga 91. <laughs> Cool. What? <laughs> wow, okay. So not the original arcade Galaga, although that probably would have been a good pick, and not even the original Galaga. The Game Gear port <laughs> of Galaga 91 is what wow, has been selected. What hardware? Great. I, Was so it MAME? I, I imagine it's just like an emulator, just like RetroPie behind there, but like there's no way for the player to access it and switch games. So how is that the game that's just on display? And then the other one, the sit-down cocktail table, was <laughs> Super Bubble Bobble MD, which is an unlicensed Mega Drive game that wasn't even released in North America by, like, a Taiwanese... It was a Taiwanese copy of Bubble Bobble for the Mega Drive. I think somebody there is a Game Scoop 20 questions for you. <laughs> oh, my God. And then the way it was set up is that, you know, the controls are on either side of the table, but the, uh, the screen was, like, rotated, not facing either player. <laughs> So to move your character left and right, you had to push up and down on the joystick. Mm. It was there completely... are hundreds, there are oh. hundreds and hundreds of people that go to that museum and said, well, I guess this is video games. This is what they are. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is going to write us wow. with a 20 question suggestion and say, this used to be my favorite redacted at redacted. And the answer yeah. is going to be my favorite video game to play with my family at the Moxie. <laughs> So, otherwise, a very cool museum, and I recommend it. Um, did, did you talk to the manager? Did you say, I'd like to speak to the manager, <laughs> I'd, please? I'd like to speak no? to the manager you, you here, can't, please. Mm -hmm. can't do that. This is not Bubble Bobble. <laughs> we, I, uh, I have a... What, what's that, Justin? Oh, I just, I didn't mean to cut you off. I had a similar anecdote that happened to me this weekend. Not, okay. not that similar, but a little bit similar. Lay it on us. Um, we were wandering around and we found that there was a barcade. I guess you're not allowed to say barcade. Brewcade. Barcade is trademarked. Um, there is a brewcade and Sunday is family day. And so, you know, we took our kids. We said, let's all go. We'll get them some, some tokens. They simply play, play some arcade games. Low, low ABV beers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They really, yeah. We got some kid, kid sized beers for them. It was great. Um, <laughs> And uh, so two anecdotes. One is that it was their first real exposure to like arcade games and it was horrible because they play <laughs> like they put some money into Street Fighter 2 and just instantly got bodied and it was over in like 20 seconds. And I was like, well, that was your 50 cents. Like they're gone. I'm sorry. Like, 
so there was that although they did have a fun time with pinball like it was wholesome overall but then the other thing was they had one of those uh like you like the things that push the tokens are quarters forward and you drop one in a slot and then it pushes it forward. And then you always think like a million of them are about to fall and then they never fall because it's a scam. And like my eight year old, (laughs) like legit, like she was completely, she's like, no, I just got to put it. It's like, dad, I just got to put in one more. Like just one more. Dad, like they're all going to fall. And then I had to like literally like drag her away. I'm like, no more. And then this is, this is true. She's like, okay. She's like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, Dad, I'm done. And then she lunged, like, <laughs> lunged for the thing to, like, to put in, like, one more. And then I had to, like, I had to, like, drag her to the. She's like, but I still have four tokens. I could put them in. I could win. And I'm like, no, you're, like, we'll go back another time. Like, save those tokens and you can play some games yeah, the next time like, you go. Give me your keys. So. Give me your keys. We got to go <laughs> home. So we, we learned something about that one's personality yeah. on that trip where it's like, okay, good to know that is something yeah, well, we're gonna have to keep an eye on nope no to, genshin uh, impact for that one yeah no, no impact <laughs> keep her away from the slot machines in the denver airport in a few years yeah well we we would be <laughs> remiss if we didn't mention the other big arcade appearance this week which was in the last of us which yeah. featured an arcade Ooh. that worked perfectly after turning on a switch <laughs> to power them all on after 20 years which i was really impressed by that means somebody had done a really nice job with cat kits right before shut down. Yeah. And uh, they're all in yeah. really good shape to be turned on. There was some, uh, you know, for, for a show based on video games and that sticks so close to one video game, there were some, some problems with that version of Mortal Kombat they were running there. The token sounds were not right. Oh, is that mm. true? Mm. I, I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on that. Yeah. I, Which is I, like, why? Maybe they got it. Maybe, great. maybe they got it from the Moxie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Moxie, yeah. I think they're pulling off those fatalities a little too easily for people that had never played the game before. In, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, unless they're on a piece of like post-it paper, like they were in the arcade that I went to right next yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah. If that were real life, it would have been like you would have ducked and jumped and then yeah, punched exactly. them in the groin instead yeah, yeah. of doing the fatality. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, I, uh, I, I, our producer on this show, Marian, had asked me earlier this week, would those games actually turn on? And the real answer is that in 2002, when I think that it is 2003 or something, um, I remember reading when I was first restoring video game or, uh, arcade machines, uh, a website, like an old GeoCities website. It was like, if you find a Pac-Man machine that's working, and this was 20 years after Pac-Man came out, right? 2002. Uh, today, it's a miracle. Oh, <laughs> and I, wow. And you, did okay. some, you did sometimes, though. And it's just because yeah. of mainly monitor components. There's also capacitors which go bad on the... Game boards, but very not nothing compared to a monitor, which just they have shelf lives. Like all of electronics from that era can be fixed. You have to replace certain parts that just they just although they still have batteries in them that ruin them. By the way, games that have saves of any sort are just getting ruined. Mm-hmm. If you leave the batteries in them. Take your batteries out of your vintage controllers. By the way, if you have Wii remotes in your in your table in the living room right now, mm-hmm. take the batteries out of those. It won't only just destroy them, but it'll destroy other things. Get the batteries out of all that stuff. Take them out of your old GBA. Yeah. But my prediction was that three of those games would work perfectly at that arcade. All of them would turn on and light up. There, there'd be smoke from some of them. Hmm. <laughs> and monitors would mainly not work. That's my prediction. Pinball would probably be fine. Maybe that could be a sort of a, maybe you can be a, a, a arcade consultant to the yeah. film and television industry. 
Yeah, for post-apocalypse. Well, I will say the mix of games in there, there weren't really a lot of retro arcades arcades at the time until bar arcades came around. Um, So that was unusual because it was so good. That mix of games in the arcade was really good. It was like a California extreme slice of life. That probably would have been the best arcade in the world. Or at least outside of Japan at that time. Yeah. Yeah, at that time. And then they had pins, and their, their pins, I think, were the new reissues of Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars, but still <laughs> very good games. And they look exactly the same as the Williams ones. I'll have to look really close to see if they were the, the Chicago gaming ones from recent represses. Yeah, yeah I love that, that selection of games. Anyway, when are we going to start the show? Let's go ahead and start the show now. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Welcome we begin, to GameScoop, everybody. We begin this week with our recurring segment, Real Mature Video Games. And, <laughs> Pear, this is, a, this is a segment where I've selected some upcoming M-rated games, and I'm going to read off the ESRB descriptions of the <laughs> content that earned them their M rating, and we'll see if you can guess mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I always start, I, I sort of reverse it, because the description starts out very specific. You would guess it right away if I... Uh, started reading from the top. So I read from the bottom. That's It's much more generic. So anyway, first game. This is an upcoming M-rated game. Let's see if we can figure this one out. Uh, in this game, a handful of characters are depicted smoking joints or marijuana, sometimes amid bongs and ashtrays decorated with marijuana leaves. The F word, Oh, uh, this is that new Kirby game. An a-hole word <laughs> can be heard in the dialogue. Oh, uh, not an a-hole word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the game contains... Which one? Zones. Yeah. Some suggestive material, like revealing outfits, close-up camera angles of deep cleavage. Dialogue such as, he's a great musician, really good at fingering. And if you must have sex at three in the morning, please can you refrain from moaning and screaming quite so loudly. Is this that? Is this that game that stars Chuck Norris? And- yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Trejo and everybody. It is not. What, yeah. crime... City Rock A or Prime, something? Rock A yeah. City it's or such something. A weird Crime city. Boss, it's not Crime boss Rock A City. Crime Boss Rock A City, yeah. Uh, Cutscenes <clears throat> depict instances of intense violence. A man's skull crushed by a redacted, a redacted really? stabbed in the eye, a redacted tearing itself apart, lunging towards player's screen. What? How does Lily's. this jive with all the music stuff from before? I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bats, machetes, swords, and axes to hack at redacted. Is well, that's Redfall? definitely... It's not Redfall. Redfall. Not Redfall. Oh. That would be really salty if it was Redfall. I'd be surprised. There are large blood guess. splatter effects and dismemberment and decapitation. Players also use shotguns, machine guns, and unconventional weapons like car batteries, which we've just established <laughs> are dangerous. Wow. Sounds right. sounds like a Dead Rising reboot. And there there isn't a Saints Row coming out? <laughs> is no, it Dead not. Island 2? Dead yeah, Island dead. 2. Mm-hmm. Nice. This is Unconventional the first person Yeah, in which players so this assume is, this the This is role. the most I know about this game, right? Because it's like, yep. it, I didn't realize it was going for the extreme comedy. Now I know. Yeah, well... Yeah, the, 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 this series has always been like that. It was only that very first trailer that tried to make it seem like this was a serious game. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't think it was a serious game. I just didn't know it was that it, real immature video games. Yeah. yeah, that trailer from 12 years ago. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I was joking. It may have actually have been about that long ago. It is. It is really long ago. It was awesome. The the backwards rewind one. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. That was really cool yeah. at the time. Yep. Okay, Dead Island Two. That one's out in April, and I have one more this episode. This is actually a game. 
that's already out. It was recently released, fairly recently released. In this game, players' character can engage in a drinking game, attempting mm. to keep their hands steady while consuming redacted. The F word and S word appear in the game. The game contains some suggestive material, a minigame depicting <clears throat> the player in their underwear shooting a heart as moaning sounds are heard. <laughs> this is so all it's, in red, it's, red Dead so far. So it's, Combat is highlighted by gunfire, screams of pain, and large blood splatter effects. Uh, some, so like, like a dragon? Like a dragon. Ishin like a dragon, yes. Uh, I, re I redacted the sake, consuming sake. I thought that would give it away. Yeah, me. yeah, that's mm. great. And I did not realize when I picked this, I didn't realize this game is already out. Yeah, yep. just okay. came out. Okay, yes, like a dragon, um, Ishin like a dragon, which is a game I did not even realize was out. It came out a couple weeks ago. I didn't reviewed it, but I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Is it Justin, you're kind of like our Yakuza expert. Is this one, is this one mm. gonna get, get like, Ignored? Lost? Uh, it, yeah, it is. I, I mean, it's super cool, and like, I encourage you to read IGN's review and see if it's for you. It's definitely a game that's uh, made its way onto my backlog, but it's a remake of an older Yakuza spinoff. So, you know, it's not essential playing in terms of the lore and the canon of those games. So I feel like it's very skippable. I feel like they're treading water until the next big mainline Yakuza comes out. Hmm. But it's got a whole big elaborate farming minigame in it, so I am on board. <laughs> cool. Good Shop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meats and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Your tasty proteins are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you're ready. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. My recent Good Chop box included a couple delicious, boneless 10-ounce ribeye steaks. I also got some Alaskan sockeye salmon fillets that I baked in foil with lemon juice, garlic cloves, and a little parsley. And then there was the thick-cut bacon that I've been baking up for breakfast with my eggs. Saving me trips to the grocery store or butcher means I have more time for important things like spending time with my family and, of course, playing video games. Go to goodchop.com gamescoop120 and use code gamescoop120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code gamescoop120 at goodchop.com gamescoop120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com gamescoop120, code gamescoop120. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. All right, that was Real Mature Video Games. Next up, I wanted to make sure everyone is aware there's a cool new game on Apple Arcade. Is everyone Mm. aware? What is it? Castle well, we got tweeted Crumble. at about it. Yeah, Castle Crumble. Yeah, someone this is did. Uh, Angry Birds like. It is an Angry Birds like. Mm-hmm. It's the the game is all there in the name. You have to shoot cannonballs at castles and make them crumble. Sam is kind of like a first person rampart. In that respect. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. this is the game. It's great. Ooh. Uh, it's got very satisfying as you as you make the the castles fall down, and it's in Apple Arcade right now. So if you subscribe, you have access to it right away. I think it's a little on the easy side, even though it's enjoyable. I. Gave it to my three and a half year old son last night, and in like ten or fifteen minutes, he was on like level thirty. So, definitely not the most challenging game, but fun and cool and satisfying. It's a daily game. Well, Castle Crumble Star Wars should be pretty fun. Castle Crumble Star Wars would be great. There are castles. Maz, Maz has a castle in uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dar- Darth Vader's got his castle yeah, yeah. on Mustafar or whatever that planet's called. Yeah, for sure. I, it looks and good. I love looks he- good. I was going to say it's it's not it's not a great time for mobile games right now because we're we're seeing companies go through the motions of just updating every endless runner template with Tomb Raider and Little Big Planet and all of that and we're yeah. we're just getting crap right now. Is that what that new Tomb Raider is? Like Tomb Raider Reloaded? It's just an endless runner. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Not the Lara Croft we're looking for. Okay. No. I have dug up uh, something from my past, mine and Nintendo's past. When The Wizard was released in theaters, Nintendo provided everyone uh, a little pamphlet called Pocket Power, and I found it here. Cool. And I, I wow. absolutely had this huh. at one point, because my, my grandpa took me and my sister, sister to see The Wizard, and I remember coming mm. home with this. So this is basically a little, it's just an advertisement for Nintendo games that are uh, uh, available at the time. Yeah, so I wanted to point this this out. (laughs) I wanted to point (laughs) this out. This is the inside cover. It's an ad for Jell-O Pudding Pops, but I don't, like so many ads at this time, what, it doesn't make any sense. It says, look what everyone wants. Yeah, it's just a design showcase. It's like, look how modern and crazy this (laughs) design is. And it it would have looked really cool at the time. This ad has layers because you look, you see a reflection in the sunglasses, yep. and you can see that the pudding pop is flying out, out of, the of game. yeah, out of a video game, yeah, into this because of that green space. man, yeah. yeah, it's the okay. the Green Hulk guy. Like he even has purple <laughs> pants. Look, this kid is not even playing uh, an Atari. I mean, this is obviously like an Atari twenty six hundred <laughs> game, not an NES game. Uh, maybe red mm-hmm. pants. Yeah, but what? Uh, zoom out a little bit, Tom. I just These are great uh, sunglasses. Look what everyone wants. It doesn't make any sense. 
And why are there these red arrows going down in the middle of his face? It's, I mean, it's literally, it's marketers who have heard of video games. They're yes. like, this, this will connect with the kids. Uh, it's really designy, page. though. I think it's cool. And I, I think it's neat that Jello Frozen Snacks were a, a sponsor of the Nintendo World Championships, as it says in the yeah. banner. Should we put all four words? Look what everyone wants together. No, no. Nope. Put one of them way off in nope. a different one spot. One of them all the way off. That and the torn paper is part of the ad. That's not part of the issue, too. It's just to make it look more extreme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the uh, contents page, uh, you can see that the editor in chief is Gail Tilden. Long yeah. time. And this layout is 100% Nintendo Power. I know. It just, like this circa just looks 88 like 88 to 92. Yeah. This just looks like Nintendo Power. Gail started up Nintendo Power. And then the senior editors, one of them is Howard Phillips for this issue. And then they have editors. Was this a large, was this the format of a Nintendo Power? Or was no. it just pocket size? Yeah. yeah. Is that the idea? See, it's called okay. Pocket Power. Like a, so no. it was like a program at the movie. Yeah. And then the designers were all Japanese, which is also very common, the, in, at least in the early Nintendo Powers. A lot of the design and the writing was coming from Japan. Look at that. It's, uh, it's good look, Dan Housen. <laughs> really? That's the, yeah, that's the voice of Star Fox's good luck. Wait, wow. Mm -hmm. Under where? Oh, in, in one of the editors? Wow. Under the editors, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And George horrible. from Sinfeld. <laughs> <Yeah>. Emergency, emergency. Um, I don't know why some of these games and the contents have gotten like bigger formats. Like, why is the chess master so big? That's not, that's, that game was not going to go on to be a hit. Uh, no. So there's a, no, but it was probably out this month. Yeah, that probably was. This is 1990, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. the, there's a whole profile on The Wizard and how it was a big deal that, that when they brought Super Mario Bros. 3 on set, not, you know, cool. no one on set had seen the game before, of course. They have a profile mm -hmm. on Fred Savage, uh, star of the movie. And then if you go to page six, Tom, uh, this is the... The collectibles, the, the merchandise that you can order for the wizard. It's the page before this, Tom. <clears throat> oh, well, okay. I'll, I'll, put it, I'll, I'll put it up in post. But what's cool, there's all this different merch. T-shirts, lunchbox, uh, a sports oh, bottle, man. and then, Sam, an arcade change case. It's, a li cool. it's like this big. It's quarter size. You can just hold mm. your quarters in it. And it's blue, and it says the wizard on it. All right. I'm looking right now on eBay. Okay. I was gonna say that's great. I was wondering how many change cases auction. do you how many change cases do you keep on your person at, at all times, Sam? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I work with um, a person that like oversees. Like, well, I don't work with him, but like when I'm at Free Gold Watch, the worker there for a while he was carrying around one of those vintage uh, change belts that had like a thing that could pop quarters out of it, like on his belt. Yeah, it was the coolest mm -hmm. thing. Those are cool. Like a, it was like a metal chunk and go chink, 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 and like quarters come out. It's great. Yeah. There's the, the previous page. There's a promotion for the Nintendo World Championships 1990. I went to one of these. I don't know if it was that year or if it was 91 or whatever, but um, they ca it came to Kansas City, and that was really cool. But the only thing here, they don't tell you what games are going to be there in, in, in the competition. When I went, mm. it was like Tetris and Super Mario mm -hmm. Brothers and Rad Racer, I want to say. Hmm. And then they just That's have advertisements. Awesome that you went to one, though. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Very cool. They just have advertisements for a bunch of games. DuckTales, RoboCop, you know, the very kid-friendly R-rated film, RoboCop. But, like, all the ads, when you're a kid, it's the exact same as the editorial content. You don't care. Oh, I know, I know. Dragon <laughs> Warrior, uh, NES Play Action Football, which is an awesome... This is page 12, Tom. Uh, this is an awesome... Did you ever play this one, Sam? 
It's a football well, game. This, and I, this, I, knew, I knew it because I think this is the one that uses the four-player connect, right? Or yes. maybe this is before that. Yeah, which is the ad on the, on the next page. The NES satellite. I played a lot of this with my dad. He's a big football fan. And it's just, it's got a cool, it's a bird's eye view, but the uh, field is like diagonal. So you run, that's mm-hmm. that you run diagonally up and down the screen. It's pretty cool. Yeah, very cinematic. Whole ad for the NES satellite. Oh, go back to that satellite, uh, Tom. I just feel like that, that it feels so off brand for the NES, the logo. It's that same, <laughs> yeah. like, like huh. actually on the device, it's that same font, but it's red, like you would expect on the yeah. NES. But this, like, pink and yellow looks so weird. So cool. More games are the on the device. The device is so NES, though. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And it looks like it's line of sight wire, wireless, which is the worst yeah. thing ever at the time. Yeah. I wonder why it was wireless. Just make one more cable going to the, to the console, right? It was just hip. Cool. Uh, it's just they, cool. Made, they made one that was wired. Did they? Okay. Yeah, there's two was- iterations of the four-player setup. This is the satellite that didn't have the wire. Then they had a... Yeah. a I think it was called the four-player connect. I have to look it up. There's a whole issue of Nintendo Power about it. It's it like was, uh, the most boring issue. It was definitely the age where any any sort of remote or IR control was just the coolest thing ever. Remember, when I was a kid, we had to get off the couch and turn a dial to change yeah. the channel. That's right. A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, couple of games I'm sure Sam is familiar with. Wheel of Fortune Jr. and Jeopardy, Jeopardy Jr. Yeah, those are funny. Yeah. Very easy versions of those. Two-page spread on the chess master from High Tech Expressions. <laughs> I just like, what? Good Lord, Game could- Tech. Yeah. That could have been intentionally included because people knew that families were going to theaters. Yeah, maybe that's why. Uh, and then the uh, spread for Game Boy and Tetris. I like this one. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So first of all, a drawing of a TV and the NES with an arrow pointing to the Game Boy. Mm, I yeah. don't know what we're it's supposed to do. It's just it now. How can we explain what this Game Boy is all about? (laughs) Because there were little tiny crappy TVs all over the place at the time. Yeah, they have to they have to indicate that it's a whole NES in there. So cool! Wow. And go back to that ad, Tom. Uh, This is just an ad, a house ad for Nintendo Power. This with this, uh, yeah, page twenty. I just love why. So they show this kid. His name is apparently Jeff Benson. He's fifteen. His hobbies are skateboarding and rock and roll. (laughs) <laughs> favorite game, Super Mario Brothers 2, and his secret is Nintendo Power Magazine. Why is his left eye all pixelated like that? It's just also and cool. Why is that 15-year-old 25 years old? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to find this guy. If anybody knows Jeff yeah. Benson, please. Jeff Benson is Jeff Benson Big Tony style. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. That's also my favorite issue of Nintendo Power. To be a pro. You have to read the DuckTales one. <laughs> the DuckTales one? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Clash of Demon Head, that was a rental for me. I think a game I found a little bit obtuse and hard to figure out. Yeah. A couple sports games. No idea how to play that one. Mm-hmm. A couple sports games, Goal and Hoops. I didn't play these, but I would have been impressed with the giant sprites. And then a game I definitely played, Shadowgate. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, yeah, go back to Shadowgate. I love, so Shadowgate was originally a PC game, ported to NES. So to illustrate this, they have a computer mouse. Oh. And a red oh, wow. arrow pointing to the NES controller. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and my, my, computer mice were not common in 1990. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That computer mouse looks a lot like a mouse. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, it's very uh, Atari ST looking, too. <laughs> Stealth ATF. 
And I love how they show you how you can do a barrel roll with this, but the screens look so bad because it's just a big block of blue and a big block of brown <laughs> covering up the whole screen. <laughs> yeah, this is how you do great. a barrel roll in That's stealth. That's really ATF. funny. That was an action game. I really love the old Activision logo because it was designed to show that your console could show that many colors. Yeah. 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 It's really, really classy. <laughs> yep. Remember Apple's logo that was like when it was like that too? It was really also, cool. yeah. Yeah. Rainbows. Fester's mm -hmm. Quest, Marble Madness. I can't believe they're still they're pushing Marble Madness on the NES in 1990. Uh, uh, it was pretty ubiquitous then. I remember playing it at school on Apple IIs. It was wow. just kind of around everywhere. Yeah. Everything. That's true. Two base spread on Super Mario Brothers 3. Of course, that's the wizard was a whole uh, advertisement for that in the first place. And then Iron Sword, which is, I hope, obviously, Wizards and Warriors 2, but on this whole page, there's no mention of Wizards and Warriors. It even says, this is one sequel you won't want to miss. But it just mm, never funny. says what it's a sequel to. A sequel to what? Yeah. But they mentioned Malkill, but just not nothing else. Yeah. Malkill has returned. Do you know that? Koros. When, when the disgruntled Atari employees split off and formed Activision, they partially named their company to try to be listed in like phone books and directories ahead of Atari. And then oh, Acclaim yeah. did the same thing to be listed ahead of Activision. Yeah. <laughs> Two C's, yeah. Look at that uh, great boss under spell yeah, over there. I, know. I love that boss. I love that thing. Is it like a lava mm -hmm. monster thing? I love yeah, it. Yeah, and its face like moves around on the screen. That, this game is a little confusing compared to the first one because it's like a, a little bit open-ended, but I loved it. I owned it. Cool. They did squeeze the classified information in here. We have a tip for Ninja Gaiden. Zelda 2, how to get like infinite experience in where is it? In Palace 5. And then oh, that's the, uh, fantastic. Yeah. And then the, the right order to take on the bosses in Mega Man 2. Oh, this, that one's from great. Agent 317. <clears throat> is that the let correct me, let me check out order? The order. I, I always do, you can switch two of these up. You can do Metal Man first. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have done Metal Man. Really good Metal Blades. Yeah, but Airman is technically a pushover, but his level is really difficult. So you know, mm. you got some choices to make there. Yeah. Abadox, Snake's Revenge, Super Off Road, another arcade port. Double Dragon Two, uh, the Power Glove. I have to read the um, the copy on the Power Glove ad. Everything else is child's play. It says the Power Glove. You plug it in like any joystick, but the similarity stops there because now you don't just guide the action; you're in the action. It's talking about stuff I've never heard of before. You actually knock out Mike Tyson, grab the steering wheel of Rad Racer. The Power Glove also gives you moves you've never had before and never will have with a joystick. Twist your wrist for an immediate headbutt in Double Dragon. Bend a finger for thrash mode. Your character turns and shoots in all possible directions. Bend another Good game. <laughs> yeah, one-shot turnaround. You automatically change direction and fire faster than you ever could with a joystick. What is this talking about? It's all just made up, man. Yeah, it's all just made up. That was a. It's just I guess, a Nintendo controller on your arm that you can't use. That's all yeah. it is. Do you also, think they were planning to to unlock those moves? Like uh, that was I just. I think so. There's you no. Know, the, it came with a game designed for it that did some of this yeah. stuff, and there was a few others planned, and that's basically it, right? There's also a, it had a sensor. It had like a sensor bar on the television, and it could do this rudimentary like uh you know triangulation sensing but like you had to build a game around that if you just put in punch out punch out only knows up down left right select start yep. a b so it just has to do an analog of those yeah 
I guess there's also a Mattel logo next to Paraglyph, and I guess I didn't realize that they partnered with Nintendo on the manufacturing, yeah. I guess. They made the thing, yeah. And then finally... And the person that worked on the Power Glove actually headed up the design of the Vectrex. Fans of the Vectrex might want to know. Ooh, I'm a fan of the Vectrex. Yep. Vectrex is very cool. We end this uh, issue with a great Pepsi ad. The Pepsi generation... Oh, that's great. ...is in effect. So it's some college kids hanging out. You got someone playing keyboard on the floor. The drummer is there and has his sticks, but not his kit. <laughs> someone has a typewriter. Maybe they're working on some <laughs> lyrics. See, their... they're into rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, that's yeah. their hobbies are rock and roll. And then above that, the guitar player is just perched on the mantle above the fireplace. <laughs> I do that but every Friday. Precariously. I, yeah. I bet he just said the a-hole word. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty cool like Fender Mustang he's playing, too. I'm jealous. These are, these are definitely cool kids. I want. He's also left-handed. I'm not jealous of that. This is the Pepsi generation. It's in full effect. Pocket Power, a handout that was given out to everyone who went to see The Wizard in theaters in 1990. I can't believe you yeah. had that. That's one I completely missed. I was. That's really fun to be able to see yeah, that. I, don't I think a lot it of anymore. it's recycled from uh, Nintendo Power, but yeah. it's a uh, really cool to see that layout and like those that iteration of it. That was yeah. great. Yeah. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN, just like Cody from Michigan did. Cody says, I would like to see Nintendo make direct sequels or follow-ups to some of their older, beloved games using the same art style. I would love to revisit Super Mario World with new levels and bosses, maybe even new power-ups. The space station from Metroid Prime, reimagined in the original Metroid graphics, would be a fun tie-in, or just bring back NES Remix. Even better, I think they could make sequels or level packs to drop right into Nintendo Switch Online alongside the original games. What do you all think, and which games would you like to see Nintendo revisit in their original glory? I have a whole list, Damon. Lay it on us. I have a whole list. No, because there are certain things like when, 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 absolutely not. When, um, when we got the uh, Super NES Classic and we got to replay Star Fox for the first time out, outside the original Super NES, I was thinking, wouldn't it be lovely if that game actually ran at 60 frames per second mm-hmm. and it was like super sharp polygons, but with that same like limited, like was it road shaded yeah. style and all that. Yeah. And like I've, I've, I've always wondered why they haven't done that. Like, just release, use the old style and the old look and release new missions as part of Star Fox. I'd love to see them do that. And then there are a couple of, I feel like, have you guys ever played the Mummy D-Make? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it was, That's... I think it was way forward, right? Yeah. It is way so. forward. Mm-hmm. And they did an Alien game around that same time, too. That's that right. Cool. That's right. And, like, those, those games, they were actually way better than the 3D counterparts that, that were released alongside them. And, like, I always thought Nintendo could take something like, take Splatoon, right? Inherently, Splatoon is, like, rich with these moves where you spray paint on the ground and you can disappear and go underneath something or you can go up a wall. If they did, like, the, the sort of, like, Super Metroid look... But with all the powers from Splatoon, it'd be freaking awesome. And then finally, uh, this, one, this one is just for, for Sam, is Donkey Kong is not done, man. 2D Donkey Kong has some of the coolest-looking graphics exactly. and style yes. and setup. And, like, just, you know, I know we got, we got a Game Boy game many, many years ago. But go back to the original, like, construction site and go higher. Let us scroll up and yeah. let, me to- let me toss barrels at, at that. At that Mario yeah, guy. They did the Mario versus Donkey Kong games, which had similar puzzle mechanics and were really fun, yep. but they immediately went to really bad 
um, uh, 3D for them. They just yep. look terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was going to mention that Donkey Kong 94 as well. They yep. haven't done that kind of a Donkey Kong game since then. I'd l- I would like well, another one like that. Or even well, another. There is Donkey Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Yes, yeah. Similar, not exactly the same. It's not another that Donkey same Kong thing Jr. Just would also be to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, one game that Nintendo does that does this in wonderful, glorious ways is Super Mario Maker. And uh, mm-hmm. I really like how they, they demake the. The yep. Super Nintendo elements into what they would look like in Mario Three and Mario One, mm-hmm. which is like two different eras in, by themselves. I think that's really cool. But I completely agree. Like I, I, I really respect that. There's huge. By the way, Mario Three on um, uh, that we talked about on the show uh, on the Game Boy has a bunch of Mario Three levels. They're just in the new graphics, but you know that's yep. worth checking out. Um, yeah, but see- I, I, I go, go ahead. No, I feel like Ma- Mario. We kind of got a lot of 2D Mario. Obviously, yeah, I'm not a fan the of the. Games. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the new Super Mario Brothers art style either. And so Mario Maker kind of gave me that fix of like going back to the old tile sets. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it it would be NES Remix did a lot of cool stuff already. But like, what if they made Smash Brothers, but it's yeah. 2D? It's like true 2D using the original sprites of all the characters you're using. You know. Well, really here's cool. another example is Zero Mission came out way after Super Metroid, mm. but it does look like Super Metroid. It is a pixel-based yeah. game, and it's Zero Mission is just, I, I think it's the best 2D me- Metroid. I like it a lot better than Super Metroid, so I think that was, that's a good example. But then the, the, they obviously just made a really good 2D Metroid game in 3D. That was 3D so elements good. to it in yep. uh, Dread, but like it would be most welcome to go back to that style I think it's it's I for a little while it was difficult to make games in that style, but now we have so many examples of indie games that are doing it, and so yeah. it's just like there's there's a, there's a pixelated game everywhere you look, and starting with Shovel Knight, you know, like we we know people can get that that look going, and so it would be really fun for Nintendo to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the idea of a Nintendo of 2023 doing like because what we're talking about here is like the Mega Man Nine treatment, right? Like let's make something new, but that's very mm-hmm. faithful to the old school. You know, I think the one that jumps my, to mind to me is like Punch Out on the NES. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the idea of a modern Punch Out, like you know, 15 new guys to knock out and go through yeah. the circuits, is like so exciting and interesting to me. Um, and even though this this itch was scratched a lot by uh, by Mario Maker, I just think like Mario three and like that tile set and that physics engine and that specific flavor of Mario is like I don't I don't like it more than Mario World, but like Mario World is so revered and there's all these mod packs and you know Kaizo Mario ROM hacks and stuff that like Mario mm-hmm. three I feel like doesn't get enough love. I'd love to see that come back. Here's another it one is... that's not NES is the Game Boy. Zelda games, of which there are three, um, you know, including the Oracle games. So you have right. Link's Awakening and then two Oracle games, and they all use the same tile sets and looks, and uh, they're wonderful. Like it's such a good Zelda maker, basically that you you know that you have there. And I would, of course would love to play more games in that that little world. It, it was there was there was a time where we got some some classics like if you remember Final Fantasy the After Years right where they went back mm. to the yeah, the original like four got got that four tile set yeah which it wasn't it wasn't the best game in the end but like yeah N- Nintendo really hasn't done much of that we got um, Four Swords Adventures kind of that game looks a little bit like like Link to the Past obviously right but like modernized and the people and, and like were pretty lots split of particles. On that one. 
Yeah, and it, it's the, a the it's pixel a good remasters game, man. are um the pick what do we call them? Pixel three D eight pixels or whatever. Right? The, well, I forget what the style is called, but the Octopath style that's yeah. a start, right? Like that's like basically life. like an accepted you know engine that things can be made in new, which is exciting, yeah. or remade in, which is going on. They're both happening, so. But you know, it, a I mean, to a classic RPG would be really cool. Now. I, I mean, whatever gets Nintendo to do another Earthbound, right? Like if they have to <laughs> use the Super, Super NES yeah. style for Earthbound to bring it back, let them, let them do or, that. Or, uh, or Square to do Chrono Trigger. What, what better use of a Chrono Trigger sequel would be to, to use the Pixel HD? Well, I was going to say, just do it that yeah. way. I was going to say, let Square Enix do uh, an actual sequel to uh, Mario RPG. Super Mario, yeah. RPG, yeah. And that game is uh, like its own look. It's like its own thing, you know? Yeah. It doesn't look like anything else. But do that with it's the like 2DHD style? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would yeah. be really good. I, I do have one, one more. Yeah. I, I My out there one is that I would love to see Nintendo release and sell on store shelves a new Game & Watch game. Oh, cool, yeah. They did that with the giveaway uh, remakes of Game & Watch games. They but did, yeah. Really, really great. But I mean, I mean like, sell an actual, like, sell it for, like, 30 bucks. Like, here's an actual, like, item that you can buy and collect. And I just think they'd sell so many. It'd be so popular. It's, yeah, Mario it's and pretty Zelda funny. Mario are amazing. You know they have the molds. Mm -hmm. They can when, do it. Damon, when you first asked the question, I thought you were talking about, like, what kind of classic games, um, you know, would you like to see a sequel to that Nintendo hasn't taken care of? And it, it struck me that Nintendo's actually, for the longest time, they were really good at iterating on their franchises, right? Like you got new pilot wings, F Zeros, Zeldas, and all that. I think the one abandoned one was Mock Rider, right? Well, like Mock Mach Rider just what never. About, what about Urban never came Champion? back, right? Yeah, Urban Champion. Uh, Popeye. We never got a Popeye two. Yeah, it's licensed. Bal yeah. Balloon Fight has very light sequel They're, attention. There's oh, they've done, Boy, right? This game Boy. yeah, yeah, they've done it. They've there's, done a bunch a, there. There's a, there's a tingle one. <laughs> they, even, they even brought back Famicom Detective Club, but to a point, right? right? Like, in, it feels like in the GameCube age, that's where they kind of hit that wall and they said, "All right, let's try something different." And they obviously went with me characters and and Wii Sports and all of that stuff afterwards. You know, it'd be great is uh, uh, for this project is Kid Icarus. There's a really good Kid Icarus on yep. Game Boy. Of myths and monsters, where they kind of mm -hmm. applied more of a Metroid to it, because the first Kid Icarus is linear but really fun, and it has some cool like game looping issues to it. And then it has non-linear dungeons, mm -hmm. and so you know it, it's a it's a good pattern for a game that like shouldn't have gone to the creator of Smash Brothers. That didn't really make sense for Kid Icarus. Like yep. it should go to should go to the people that are maybe handling Metroid now. But like it would be. That game also <clears throat> doesn't need to look realistic or cartoony or anything because it's like real dumb. It's like very silly uh, characters in the world, but like it looks really cool in pixels. You know, it's like Greek mythology and pixels yeah. is really neat compared to, you know, seeing what they all look like in HD is not. not you guys have hit on almost everything I was going to mention. The other thing is, I would love to get a sequel to Super Mario Brothers Two. Yeah, just like it's this, the, it's this the odd one it's like, out, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the odd one out, but it's a great game in its own right, and it has like ideas and characters that we haven't really ever seen, you know, revisited since then. Bring or back just Doki Doki Panic. It's just go to yeah. the source material and do a sequel to that. That'd be <laughs> cool. There's the Mario characters in there. There's weird, like the DNA of Mario. It's weird that like so Shy Guys are from here, right? Yeah. But now yeah. Shy Guys are mostly associated with the Yoshi games. They yeah. They crossed over, so it's like, I don't, I, I don't know, like and the Birdo's creative just a process. Mario Kart character now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at ninjas. 
Ninjar. Yeah, bring Bertobat, Wart, Mouser, Triclide, all those guys. I know it was a dream. So good. It was a Wart dream, is but so like great. the setup could be this the dream world. They need Mario's help again, so he has to go he has to enter his dream again. Re-enter his dream. You think Wart will be in the movie? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no? I don't think so. But isn't it weird? I'll um, be looking for him. When we were looking through the pocket power, so the wizard and the new, the, the original Super Mario Bros. movie came out pretty close to each other, and were both terrible. And so it, it took Nintendo another thirty years to get back into movie screens, and it seems like they, seems like they did it right this time. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Justin R, and he has a little story to share before we dive in, before we let the questioning begin. So, Justin says, as a longtime listener, I've listened to GameScoop while taking part in a wide variety of activities. I've appreciated your game insight, silly banter, and 20 questions, strategizing during cross-country drives, running marathons, backpacking trips, and numerous large house projects. As a general rule, if it's something that is going to take some time, GameScoop provides excellent entertainment. There is, however, one exception to this rule. My wife and I recently decided that getting a vasectomy was right for our family. As my surgery date approached, she asked me what I was going to do during the procedure. My immediate reaction was to listen to GameScoop. But I worried if I would taint my impression of the show, interesting choice of words, by linking it with a stressful event. She offered some good advice about not overthinking the situation, and I saved an episode for my surgery. On the day of my surgery, I arrived at the office expecting a Xanax for my nerves. However, I was supposed to pick up the pill from the pharmacy and they did not have the medicine available. In short, it was too late for that, but at least I had GameScoop to help me get through the operation. As the procedure continued, it was clear I was in trouble. I started sweating and nearly reached the point of a panic attack. It was about this time that my surgeon noted how quiet the room was and he said he wished there was some music. I took out my headphones, let him know I could put some music on my phone, asked if he had any requests. His response was both surprising and 100% correct. He said, give me some hip-hop barbecue, and I obediently typed hip-hop barbecue into Spotify, making one of the best choices of my life. The juxtaposition of early 2000s hip-hop while having a man operate on my undercarriage was so silly that instead of focusing on what was going on, I just kept thinking about how dumb and ridiculous the whole situation was. This reached the height of absurdity when the surgeon said, hey buddy, check this out, and showed me the small part of my vast deference that he just cut out of me while Shaggy's It Wasn't Me played in the background. (laughs) Shortly after this, the surgery was complete. In hindsight, I can honestly say that considering the circumstances, parts of that surgery were a pretty good time, all thanks to hip-hop barbecue. <laughs> I, I, I thought... Ladies and gentlemen, wow. GameScoop is not, it is not recommended during a procedure like a vasectomy. All other I, situations, well, maybe, though, maybe if you get your Xanax first, then maybe. maybe, yeah, maybe then. If you, mm-hmm. Only if you have your Xanax. I thought I thought this was going to go in a different direction. I mean, first of all, I could not have predicted the direction this went into at all. But I I thought I thought we were going to get a nice like game scoop bomb for your balls kind of moment or something. But no, no. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Okay. I want to I want to commend the listener on real uh, mature game scoop uh, on taking a a safe and 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 easy option that takes the burden off of your partner in some situations. I think Mm -hmm. that's really cool of him. Thanks for writing and normalizing it because it's okay to normalize optional surgeries like that. And good for you. Agreed. Okay. With that behind us, let the questioning begin. I, d- I got nothing. I've given up. <laughs> Should we just in, wrap in up the here? Episode. Yeah. 
Is, is it is it Iggy is it Iggy's wrecking balls? <laughs> no, that was a that was a is joke. That a real no. game? Is that a real? Yeah, game? yeah. Is it? It's uh, it's not bad. It's uh, Jules Watchem made it. Um, oh yeah. You know he did Mutant Muds. Yeah. Uh, same oh yeah, guy yeah. Back, I like that. Back game. in the, it was an Iguana game. Same, uh, you know, Turok. Iguana, the course. makers of Turok. Yeah. Uh, could this have been in that issue of uh, that Nintendo thing that you showed us today? No, it could not. Okay. This is something much later. I can. I, he immediately answered. He didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good hint. Is this from after 2000? Yes. The turn okay. of the century? Is this game on the Nintendo Switch? Mm, not at this time. Well, we're getting this in three questions now. Pear, get in your mind palace. Tell us what's coming so on the Switch. Well, it's not. It's not The Last of Us then. <laughs> maybe, m- maybe it's like a Game Boy game that could, it's going to be coming or could be coming. Oh, yeah, it's Donkey Kong ninety four then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. I just replayed that this year. By the way, it's great. Nice. It's amazing mm-hmm. game. Uh, okay, was this originally released on a portable system? No. Oh. There goes that whole theory. All right, so it's something that could come to Switch, which means it could be like the, you know, it could be the BS 16-bit years too. It doesn't have to be like a Nintendo game, like a something from yeah. Nintendo's past. But Or it's the so last it's, Wii U game that has not been ported. Uh, there's no such thing. Maybe it's mm-hmm. Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah, no, there, there's one Donkey Kong Country. That's right. It could be Hogwarts Legacy. That's still a- upcoming for Switch. Mm. Well, it's... Okay. Well, should we narrow down that, the... Damon, is this something that's available on contemporary consoles, but not on Switch yet? Yes. That's oh, fine. Okay, so then that go. means it's not like a too old of a game. Yes. I mean, if it's on contemporary machines, it could be a, a later re-release. Is this a licensed game? Yes. Oh my God! It's sounding more and more like. Uh, does, Do you play, does this game? You play, does this game involve magic? Yes. Is this the one about the little wizard boy? No. Well, or girl. <laughs> Wait, what? That's just, that's just no. A and, it's just a Parks and Rex joke. Well, Hogwarts doesn't have the game. Doesn't have the little wizard boy. Remember, yeah, yeah, it's set. Set. It's fine. He answered it correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand now. I'm so confused. What just happened? Does that mean it's not Hogwarts Legacy? No, it means it is because it's not about the little wizard. Well, he's he's remember he's he can't be trusted. Yeah. Uh, Hey, can you can you fly a broom in this game? No. Oh, yeah. See, I knew it. I knew it. Uh huh. But magic is involved. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is a game that's available on other consoles, but not on the Switch yet. That has magic in it, and that's kind of all we know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like we did just hear about something getting a delayed Switch release. It, uh, should we ask if this is a, an announced Switch release, or just an, just an assumption? Mm. Well, he can't answer that. You have, you have to... No, I know, but we well, can ask. we we can we can ask: Is this game planned and announced for the Switch? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Is this game planned and announced for the Switch? Yes. That's oh, 10. okay. okay. Right. So we okay. Uh, is it? 
There was another game that was uh, that 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 was supposed to come to Switch and got delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what Sam was saying. I know. I just heard. I just I just was talking about this too. That's kind of irritating me. I'm um, trying to remember. It's not Gotham or Suicide Squad, right? There's not the WB game. No, the, well, Either Suicide out. Also, no magic in that one. Well, I don't know. The DC universe is kind of like all magic users now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. And we, it was, it is based on a license. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the upcoming Bayonetta game is an exclusive. So it's not yeah, on no, other that, consoles. That's not it. Um, come on. There was a, there was a game that was, um, that ran into some, some development trouble for the switch version that got delayed. Why can't is I think this, of it? Is this based on a comic book series? Yes. Okay. So, mm. um, I don't, did Midnight Suns come out on the Switch? Yeah, it's Midnight Suns. I, that's a it is. Game. Yeah, it sounds like Midnight Suns, and there is obviously there are wizards in that universe. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's, it, there's magic. Is, uh-huh. is this is this game uh, Marvel license? Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. Cool. Okay. We, we came about it. this a really roundabout oh. way. I really, I really yeah. like this one. No, but we but do. you got it. That that was the one. Do it, Justin. You got. Is this. it Midnight Suns? It is. Oh, Marvel's okay. Midnight Suns. Nicely job. That's that a... was really roundabout. I like it. Yeah, Doctor That's... Strange is in it, so there's magic. Yeah, yeah, no, that 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 was clever. Um, it's a wonderful game, by the way. I, have you guys played it? I have. I, no, I know I would like yet. it. I just haven't. I just haven't played. Oh, it. Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's got that same sort of like, you know, like like the Mario Mario plus rabbits games where mm-hmm. where you feel like oh it's strategy it'll be slow paced and it isn't it's like very dynamic very fun lots of like big explosions lots of clever use of the environment you can toss people into all sorts of stuff it's great it is yeah. literally great mm-hmm. as our review says mm-hmm. yeah we'll we'll see how the switch version runs there's yeah. The ga- the game's strength is there. There's a kind of like an overworld exploration area, just like you have in like Fire Emblem games too. And that's not the game's strength, and doesn't look that great on the existing consoles. But I'm I'm worried that the Switch version. Maybe they'll will do look- it all with Mies. Maybe they'll do it. How about D make it? Just do a 2D map mm-hmm. and let us walk around with little. That'd little be so Marvel much better. Sprites. Yeah, yeah, little sprites. Oh, be- I'd yeah. be more into it then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yes, Marvel. Every time in, in the uh, the new Fire Emblem game in Engage, which I'm loving, uh, mm-hmm. every time they they show the characters moving between scenes in a um, a cutscene, they made little sprites for all of a them, little, and they're yeah. running, and they look so cool. That like the adaptation to sprite form is fantastic. <laughs> Look, I, th- I think a lot of people would be mad, but it would be so cool if the town stuff and the after battle stuff was done in 2d that'd be yeah. amazing yeah wow. yeah yep. nicely job thank you for the suggestion justin r we hope you're on the mend after your whole uh ordeal there viewers mm-hmm. listeners if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions email them to me at the email address gamescoop at ign.com that is all the scoops that we have for you this week thank you pear thank you sam thank you justin thank you everyone working behind the scenes in both our la and san francisco studios to make this episode possible my name is Damon, this is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real. It's intimate. And it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.